Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick. Owen's out today, so I'm kind of soloing, uh, but that's all right, because you guys like hanging out with me. Uh, feel free to join in the chat if you're watching us live on Facebook, watching the, the royal us, that is. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, uh, if you're listening on podcasts or watching uh, later on YouTube, thank you so much. Tweet at us or comment on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you are, so that way we can we can better know who you be. On to some news. We got some actually some some good news, some weird news, interesting mix. Uh, first and foremost, PS5 is still a freaking mystery. Uh, Sony's not willing to commit a pri uh, on a price on this. However, uh, they have launched their website for the PS5. Um, I think that uh, the Xbox Series X price, you know, I think they're both kind of playing the waiting game to see who's going to announce first in regards to, you know, uh, essentially <laughs> whoever says it first, the other's going to probably match around that. They're both looking at trying not to lose too much in regards to um, you know, the profit margin, but they, they need to price it right. It also needs to be a powerful enough console to actually warrant an upgrade. The PS4 and Xbox, uh, Xbox One X, um, they're just fantastic consoles already, so you really, they really have to do a lot to, uh, to kind of up that. If we're going to play a next-gen game on PlayStation 5, we, we want to know that it's worth the more than likely $500 uh, price tag. And you know what? I'm I'm probably going to be okay like thinking about the the uh, rumors about the PS5. I think it's pretty solid that I'm going to grab one. Uh, the backwards compatibility, especially if it goes back back to 3, if it goes back to all the way back to PlayStation 1, I will be freaking ecstatic. But PlayStation 3, it sounds like, is going to, is going to be a thing. Uh, obviously, it's still rumors, but um, I'm holding out hope. I've got a lot of PlayStation 3 games that I'd like to revisit, and I could plug in my PlayStation 3 again and play it, but just running through the menus on a PS3 is slow in comparison to what we're, we're, what we're uh, working with now with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox. But this generation is just great. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite console generations ever uh it is also the first console generation that i was that i purchased a console at within the first year of a launch so maybe that has something to do with it uh all of the other consoles i got eventually but i didn't get um i didn't get when they launched uh, let's see nintendo i got three years after it launched genesis one and a half or two years i don't know i was young um Nintendo and PlayStation, sorry, let's see, Nintendo 64, I got like three years after. So, yeah, never experienced the full life cycle. And as an adult, I can actually reflect on it better than as a kid where it was just, you know, summer after summer or weekend after weekend. And it's hard to really uh, define those times. And obviously, I didn't watch the news for, um, you know, there, well, there wasn't a lot of news. There were magazines. Back in my day, we had magazines, kids. And uh, we'd look, look at magazines to talk about, you know, new games and new uh, PC specs and stuff. And, yeah, news was slower. So, anyways, I'll stop rambling. Um, funny enough, Nintendo and Xbox both announced uh, this or said this week uh, that the whatever other competition didn't really matter. And I think that's really telling. I mean, it's a very similar statement, but Nintendo says the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 don't really affect them. I think this is 100% true. Um, 
Xbox, uh, Xbox is behind. They're trying not to be behind. PlayStation's ahead of you know ahead of everybody in this generation. Nintendo's doing their own thing. They realized with the Switch, they don't really have to compete with uh, with everyone else. They're paving their own path where it used to be every console is compared to the other consoles. Switch is unique enough where it kind of falls in between handheld and and desk and uh, sorry console uh, home console. Um, and that flexibility and Nintendo's continual innovation uh, in products and simplifying or streamlining, I should say, their products has continued to put them in a different league. They're not ahead of, they're just in a different league than the others. Then Phil Spencer says he doesn't see Nintendo and Sony as competition moving forward. I disagree and agree with this. I'll say that. Um, Phil Spencer, for he's the head of Xbox, by the way, um, so Nintendo, yeah, isn't quite their competition. Sony's totally their competition. Phil is trying to, I guess, position his statements, um, in reflecting on this, we're going to be looking at subscription plans being the future of, of gaming. Um, that's what, at least what, uh, a lot of people want to have happen. Uh, Game Pass and what they're doing with being able to play on PC and Xbox, um, is just, you know, it, it's a different type of flexibility than Switch, but it is flexibility. So interestingly, they're saying the same thing for different reasons, but the same reason. Um, ran into a, a friend of mine, Ronnie, this past weekend, and he was talking about uh, Game Pass on PC and how it just is a game changer. Even if he's not playing his Xbox, you know, he has all these games available on PC so he can use his mouse. So it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting generation that we're moving into. Halo is maybe the one thing that is holding them together, is holding Xbox together, because everything else, you know, well, everything else will be coming to Game Pass. Everything else, or not everything else, but a good amount of the uh, highly in-demand or uh, highly anticipated games are coming out on PlayStation. So it puts Xbox in an interesting situation. I think they need more. Um, they need more first-party games. They need a reason to be in that ecosystem. Game Pass is a good reason, but you got to give me something that I can't play elsewhere. That's it's still it's still the case even now. Um, exclusives push console sales. Otherwise, we'll just grab whatever console our friends are playing. Um, that's historically what happens uh, if you don't have a uh, if you don't have a a lead uh, in regards to apps. PlayStation did it with consistent, con not only great games, but consistently good, high-quality first-party games uh, or exclusive games. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Owen in the comments, by the way, saying, man, if Xbox brand became Netflix, that would be crazy. So, yeah, if, if that happened, it would be insane. Uh, and if they did that, it, it, would be, it would be a game-changer because you'd be able to, I mean... It would be that uh, widespread. It would be amazing if you could play it on anything, as Owen's kind of hinting at here. If Xbox took its, um, I'm blanking on the name now, its cloud-based, uh, the thing that uh, Stadia is, uh, Google's doing with Stadia, um, xCloud. If they used xCloud uh, and allowed you to play this, you know, basically an app on anything, I'd probably grab Game Pass and put it on my PS5. And that's a weird future to think about, but I, I kind of like it. <laughs> um, speaking of futures, that Azure's there. Sorry, um, uh, 
I apologize. Uh, Owen was messaging in the comments. Mentioned Azure. That's so. That's their where they're storing everything. And yeah, that's true. Uh, Sony and Microsoft are both using Azure uh, for online storage and for their uh, online ecosystem. So that's good stuff. I just like to see all of it, all of it uh, ubiquitous um, and across the board. Anyways, uh, we got a really quick teaser from Marvel. Hopefully, I don't get flagged for this, but we got a really quick teaser. Uh, that dropped during the game this past weekend. We got a little bit of, um, sorry, we got a little bit of Fal Falcon Winter Soldier. Very interesting stuff from WandaVision, which there's some really cool screenshots that people have been saving. Uh, I cropped this, by the way, to try to not get flagged, but um, I'm really, I'm excited about, um, I'm excited more about Falcon and Winter Soldier than I thought I was going to be. I'm 100% on uh, WandaVision, like just, I don't even care. Uh, I think it's going to be the setting that they're using along with these amazing actors and actresses is just going to be phenomenal. Um, and speaking of that, uh, kind of in the same vein, uh, Star Wars is saying that uh, the f their future is going to be towards television. I think this is after seeing Mandalorian. It's obviously after seeing what happened with Mandalorian and seeing how uh, much of a hit it is. My only problem with this uh, and then saying like uh, that the future is, t is uh, TV is that they basically called it, they basically phrased it as Mandalorian spinoffs. And I love Mandalorian, but I don't want to see something as a direct spinoff of Mandalorian. I would like to see everything fleshed out. It's a deep, uh, rich lore. There's there's a really long time scale that they could they could go in. It doesn't have to fit into these specific times. Um, that we're, we're used to everything even before uh, before or after, you know, the Empire. <laughs> uh, Owen saying Ahsoka lives, yeah. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm all for it. I, I just want to make sure that they're not, um, they're not hurting their brand by uh, continuing to pump out similar, uh, similar content. The amazing thing about the Marvel movies is, is, it's obviously the diversity in regards to story and the tone of their uh, of their movies. Every single movie uh, for Marvel, almost every single one of them, redefined what a superhero movie could be. You've got um, spy movies, you have bank heist movies, you have all of these, um, which we could probably thank Christopher Nolan for breaking that mold of, of uh, what comic book movies were, uh, but they they've changed a lot of what we think of when it comes to comic book movies they're not just comic books anymore they're not just, not just superheroes same thing with star wars we can change up the tone i love mandalorian but i don't need i don't need two or three more shows with the same tone um i need consistent uh writing practical effects is what made mandalorian um i mean the writing was good. The acting was good. Even you know uh, Pedro Pascal, even behind the mask, just rocking out, uh, rocking that uh, that you know armor, but also amazing character uh, by barely speaking. Uh, it's just phenomenal, and I, I don't want to see too much of that over and over in regards to uh, in regards to Star Wars. But I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. I'd like to see some more Dungeons and Dragons, though. That's what I want to see. Anyways, back to back to some more news. A uh, couple more things here, and then I'll probably rant about some things. Uh, Dan Hauser, uh, uh, who co-founded Rockstar, 
is leaving and taking his brother with him. Um, this is big. I probably should have let off with something else, but I'll fanboy about other things uh, after this. But this is huge. Um, so Dan basically wrote all of the Grand Theft Auto games. He was one of the, if not the, um, you know, guide guiding light for, for Rockstar in regards to, I think in regards to quality, definitely in regards to story. And having him leave is going to leave a big gaping hole in Rockstar. Uh, more than likely, Rockstar is working on Grand Theft Auto 6. They haven't said it, but come on, they're probably working on it. I don't think that it had anything to do with that. I think that he's, he may be burned out. He just took an extended leave. Um, so, you know, it's it's hard to speculate what he's going to do, but because I, I haven't seen, uh, but I think that he's, he's probably burned out and he needs to do something different. He's been doing kind of the same or very similar, um, very similar games in regards to, uh, I guess Red Dead was a little different, but I think he's going to need to break out of that, that mold. He's got too much, um, you know, he's been in it too long and doing the same thing. Yeah, Owen saying Dan, in his opinion, was or is the franchise. I'd agree. I, I, I think six is probably, and I play, by the way, I'm playing Grand Theft Auto 3 because it's just so good. Um, I, I actually texted Owen when uh, I heard the news like shortly before he messaged me uh, that he was that Dan was leaving, and uh, I immediately texted him back like it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for them, and I and basically I think they're gonna release some remasters or remakes to kind of buffer time while they while they kind of refigure like uh, reassess how Rockstar is going to move forward. Um, that's a, that's a huge loss to the company. Um, and they're going to have to, you know, similar to, I, it's larger than Kojima leaving uh, Konami. Um, it would be like Miyamoto leaving Nintendo. Um, it's so much of the lifeblood of Nintendo, other than Pokemon, is through that man. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, and we'll keep our eyes and see what Rockstar does. Um, you know, probably later this year we'll start hearing rumblings of whatever is going on rockstar is going to have to make some some announcements i think they can they can continue to ride grand theft auto but i don't think for they they're not gonna be able to ride it more than a couple more years in my opinion uh it's the biggest selling game of all time but i think there are people who are going to gravitate towards other games your your people playing grand theft auto right now are kids I hate saying that, but every time I get on Grand Theft Auto Online, I am with people uh, 12 or under, 12, like that that young. Uh, and then every now and then there's, there's an adult playing. And it's because they heard about the game since they were little, and now they're playing it for one, for one way or another. Uh, not as many adults play it. Some do, but um, I go back and play it every now and then, but you don't have, you need a fresh player base, uh, and their fresh player base is kids. Um, otherwise, you have to release another game. So I think some remakes, remasters are going to be uh, announced, maybe some, some bully, hopefully, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but similar news, but different, Rod Ferguson uh, leaving, sorry about that noise, uh, Rod Ferguson leaving, um, who, who is working uh, on the new Gears of War, uh, over at uh, the Coalition, uh, leaving 
for Blizzard in March. He's going to oversee the Diablo franchise. I am ecstatic. These are worlds colliding I never expected, um, but I am I am so happy. Um, so Rod worked on uh, all of the Gears of War games. He had his hand in Bioshock Infinite, which is why I'm pl playing that here. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. He's worked with Microsoft, worked with Epic, and it's someone that I I didn't I didn't kind of he wasn't as big on my radar. But holy crap, having him and seeing what he did with, with those franchises and bringing him into Diablo, I cannot wait. Um, Diablo is... Diablo's what like, other than Zelda, Diablo's my thing. And I can't wait for, you know, for some legit Diablo 4. I don't know why I'm not playing Diablo right now, but I'll put that in later. We'll do it live. Um, no, I just... Diablo is one of my favorite franchises... Other than Zelda, it's probably my favorite franchise in regards to um, replayability, the lore, the depth, the the dark, the darkness without having to be because of the isometric um, uh, view. You didn't have as much gore. It's a lot of implied gore, which is scarier than real gore. I mean, we're playing Gears of War right here. They chainsaw people, but that's not as as horrifying in my opinion as some of the things in Diablo like the Butcher and others that are that are scarier in so many respects uh, I can't wait to see what he's going to do with uh, with Diablo and if he's heading the franchise unfortunately I think that means we're going to have we're not going to see Diablo 4 soon I wanted to see it this year but if they're just now bringing him on it, unless it's for a future Diablo um, you know, stint something other than Diablo 4, which they did say there are multiple games. Um, I think that Diablo 4 is probably a year and a half, if not two years away at this point, and that's sad if that's the case. Blizzard needs Blizzard needs people like him. Blizzard needs good quality games that are not um, they're not uh, BRs, they're not uh, MOBAs, they need good quality games. That's what Sony has proven is that's that will keep you in business and we just, we're talking about Grand Theft Auto. Really good um, single player game and the multiplayer is fine but the single player kept people buying and um, it keeps people coming back to the Grand Theft Auto games. The fact that they're, you know, you, you can buy them on PlayStation 4, you can buy or you know, different remasters, which I think that we'll probably get something better than that soon, maybe on PS5. Um, I don't know, it just shows how, um, it just shows what the company could be doing if they focused on that. Right now they're just trying to focus on money and esports, and gaming is more than that. Gaming is art. So anyways, that's all I've got for, for this week. Um, I can't wait for some more Diablo, though. So let me know in the comments what game you're excited for. Diablo and Baldur's Gate 3 are the two things I'm most excited for. I know that's weird, but uh, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. So let me know in the comments what you're looking forward to, and we'll see you guys later.